Yeah, yeah. Uh. Underrated, underrated, we the underdogs, underestimated. Yeah. Underrated, underrated, we the underdogs, underestimated. We the one. We the one. Yeah, out of the darkness, I rose up. Digital Gumbo Podcast 12.999. We ain't having no uh, after party number 13 because I'm afraid of the number 13. Uh, This is Nookie Bishop Jr. T. Patty is away on business. Hit it, Maestro. After the party, it's the after party. That's right, boys only. Nook and Drees. Drees, how you feeling, bro? Man, I'm feeling good. I got me a little bit of drink over here. And um, I believe it or not, I just got out the pool nook. And, you know, it's like, um, you know, when black folks get in the pool, you got to shower immediately after. Or you just, you know, I'm already ashy on the elbow a little bit. But when I step out the pool, it's like ashy everywhere. I can dig I, it, I had man. to lotion up before I came. So I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm lotioned up and ready to go. Okay, you got all that chlorine rinsed off you, and it may be a child's urine uh, in that pool as well. But Man, you, if you're taking a shower, don't even go there. Don't even go there. It, was, you, ooh, it was a lot of kids in that pool. <laughs> if you took a shower, man, you should be good to go. And your boy does uh, the same thing, man. In fact, uh, had a little vacation spot and they had an outdoor shower. And you best believe your boy was drinking beer and shower and multitasking at the same damn time right after getting out of the pool. So that's what's up. I appreciate that. I appreciate but no, that. You, you know what, I, you know what I, I think about is, what about all the people who say they don't take showers regularly? You, know, right? you know, like now they get in the pool. That mean, they, that's probably they bad. They probably mm-hmm. say like, I'm good for a month. Mm-hmm. That's disgusting, bro. That is absolutely disgusting. Now they talking about, um, there's a super bug that's going out. It's like this germ that's like resistant to um, antibiotics, and they said one of the places that it's growing is DC, bro. So you might be on to something. What do you think about these super germs? And again, people that's not showering, washing, and just germs in general that's becoming more and more drug resistant. Yeah, right. Like if you ain't if you ain't cleaning cleaning these germs off and knocking them out, they can have time to like multiply, you know, multiply and get stronger with each generation. Yeah, you're gonna have super bugs. You need to be able to knock those things out. And it's it's you know, it's about sanitizing, like you know, staying clean. You know, that's that's part of it. And um, so I think you know, if folks ain't cleaning, ain't washing, ain't take care of themselves, and they letting stuff kind of float around and then it, it just passes between people, yeah, it's it's gonna be a super bug out there. That's nasty. The other place where this super bug is popping up is Dallas, Texas. So all y'all Texans, yeehaw, and stars at night, and blah, 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 blah. Well, super bugs can impact y'all, too. So y'all better be on the lookout for that. See what's up. This is not good news. Uh, please shower, shower, bathe, and shower. That is my... You know, I, I wonder what the super bug looked like. You know, like the coronavirus, right? Like, they put out the little picture of the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. I wonder what, like, the super bug looked like. It's probably, like, crazy. It probably looks under a microscope like um, them animated roaches on them. Um, um, you know, on the Ray commercials. On the Ray commercials. <laughs> Plus, like, one of the nastiest commercials they ever made. 
was that mucus, that green mucus on that Mucinex commercial? Oh, I, I hate them commercials. I hate them Mucinex commercials. But them Ray commercials is bad because they, they roaches was like hood roaches. <laughs> they was like, they was rough. Like, you don't want to run into them in the, mm, in the mm, dark mm. corner. Mm, mm, mm. Super buck in DC, in Dallas, Texas, beware. Um, you're talking about the pool, man. Have you been able to catch uh, any of the Olympics? You know, I, I caught a couple of um, pieces of the Olympics. I haven't caught, yes, I did. I caught some of the stuff in the pool when it was like doing the butterfly and the breaststroke and, and all the other stuff. And then I caught when they was um, doing the uh, ping pong. Okay. It was a sister doing ping pong and she was killing it. I That's don't know if you ever up. saw that, but they just, the way they look at the ball and hold a paddle before they hit is crazy. But I did see some of the swimming. It was pretty good. Man, that um, ping pong hand eye coordination is something that let me know that I'm not at the peak of where my hand eye coordination needs to be. <laughs> like if I drop a glass off the counter and I catch it before it hit the ground, that's pretty good hand eye coordination for me. That's pretty good. That's excellent. Thank you. But you know, in terms of how fast they hit that ball, man, and the spin that they put on it, and I'm like, why is they six feet from the table and it bounced just all kind of crazy ways, man? And they come back with it, man. So you're right, their hand-eye coordination is something else. And then uh, again, the swimming events, we talked about um, the uh, swim caps for natural hair, man, but those uh, swim events are something else, man. And we, we bring You know what, I, did, I, I should've that. looked for that. I should've looked for the brother and our sister swimming with they um, do-rag on, but I, I did not see that. So yeah, I, wonder, yeah. I wonder what they decided about that. Yeah, yeah, man, it's, it's crazy, man, it's crazy. So. Um, we'll see what's going on. It's been like these Olympics was real quick, man. It's like they started last week and they're going to be over next week. You know, they usually take their time. It'd be like three weeks, but I guess I was wrong, man. These, uh, pandemic Olympics is going real quick, man. Yeah. Cause think about it. You know, one, um, most of the events don't have fans, right? You have some events that have fans and spectators who are there. But they just said, like, look, we're going to do the Olympics. And because of the pandemic, we can't have people, like, just crowding in together, looking, hanging out. So I think that has a lot to do with it, too, right? Like, you don't have all that, you know, extra, um, you know, preparation you got to do when it comes to, um, you know, having lots and lots of people around. And I think you can just get to it, right? It's like athletes doing their thing. Let's just let's just do it. So I think it is quicker. Yeah, yeah, man, really, really fast, man. You're right, no fans, and you don't got to worry about crowds coming in and out, so get as uh, many games played as possible, get them folks in and get them folks out. Now, one of the countries, what I like to do, I did watch the opening ceremonies, and I like to watch all the countries come in from all over the world, like countries that I didn't even know was countries, like when they showed a map, and then they show the region where the country is, and then the country is a dot. And I have to look at the TV and say, damn, is that a country? And they say, yes, or it's a series of islands. And it's like all these little dots and stuff. So one of the countries that I forgot was a country was Gabon. It's a country in oh, yeah. Africa. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, Gabon. Yeah. And they are, you know, um, a lot of the countries had, um, you know, awesome outfits, their, um, you know, sort of native uh, dress and, you know, their styles, like from all over the world, man, was really, man, really Man, what together. was Gabon wearing? I, I want to know, that's probably sharp. I forgot what Gabon was wearing, but it was sharp, man. But you know what came up in the news about Gabon? They what? have They have these primate experts that are out in the wild. And they said now that chimpanzees are unprovokedly 
um, attacking gorillas in the wild. It's like the first that they've ever heard of this, man. Usually, what do you mean, like chimpanzees? The chimpanzees that is like one fifth the size of a gorilla. Yes, is attacking a gorilla. Attacking gorillas. So they say that um, you know, generally they coexist somewhat peacefully. There may be some standoffish behavior, but now the chimps is going for theirs, man, and attacking gorillas without provocation. What is up with that, man? Man, you know, so I don't, it, it could be like they competing for territory, right? So like as resources kind of dwindle and stuff, and um, you know, maybe it's territorial. Uh, is, is how, to, you know, maybe why they're coming in conflict. But I was thinking about this, though, when you just said that, and I was like, how can a chimpanzee kind of take on a gorilla? But then I, I was thinking about that. If you got 10 chimpanzees working together against one gorilla, then you can probably take them. Because, like, I don't know if gorillas, like, I, I know they're like a family unit, but there's usually like a head gorilla who running stuff. And if the other gorillas be like, I don't like this joker, like I ain't got his back, then I can see how the chimpanzees could take over. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, you know, um, uh, it's been chimp attacks on human beings here in the United States. Remember, I think a lady got attacked so bad they had to do facial reconstruction surgery. Remember that a few years ago? And the yeah, because she was trying to keep that chimpanzee as a pet. So mm -hmm. that was that was her like pet mm -hmm. chimpanzee. And mm -hmm. with that ain't make no sense. And that's, um, that's and something happened. Our chimpanzee went chimpanzee on her. <laughs> that's what happened. That is mistake number one. Tip uh, from today from the Digital Gumbo Podcast: Chimpanzees are not pets. So, uh, was was Bubbles was Bubbles that Michael Jackson had? Was that a chimp? <laughs> yes, it was. Bubbles was a chimp. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> And and Bubbles like Bubbles had a rough life. I, I ain't gonna lie to you. Like if he had to put up with Michael and all. Uh oh, oh damn, we lost your audio, bro. Okay, we go. We gonna see how long it takes for his audio to get back. Ten, nine, eight. Oh, he's muted. Seven, six, five. Come back in, bro. Four. I'm here, bro. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I heard the think the last thing you said was that um Bubbles had a rough life. Yeah, he if he had to hang with Michael, you know, and go through all that, and you know, you had you was <laughs> you was there at the ranch. Yeah, he had a rough life. Mm -hmm. Rough didn't, time. Didn't Bubbles have diapers too? He was like domesticated. Yes, and and remember Michael used to put the glove on him. I don't yeah. know if he had a little <laughs> little zipper jacket, but like <laughs> chimpanzee, like, why I got on a zipper jacket and one glove? This don't make no sense. Mm -mm. So he had a rough life. Bubbles now, had a rough life. Now, did Mike ever bring Bubbles and uh, Emmanuel Lewis Webster to the Grand Grammys <laughs> in the same year? <laughs> well, may maybe, maybe I might be mistaken the chimpanzee and Emmanuel Lewis. Maybe, maybe Michael Jackson dressed up Emmanuel Lewis. <laughs> That is some funny In the zipper jacket and the glove. So I could be mistaken on that one. I want to say- <laughs> I have to brought, look back at the footage. <laughs> I want to say one year he brought Bubbles, Brooke Shields, and Webster to the Grammys, but I could be right. It might be different years, but- I, what, oh, Now, you know, that that's just a weird combination. That right? is a weird You got a white woman, a chimpanzee, and a 40-year-old man that looked like a child. Mm, mm, now, if that yeah, that's, yeah, that's good. rough. Good Lord. Now you said the chimpanzee went chimpanzee. 
Um, over in Eastern Europe, we won't say what country it is, but we'll put a link to this story um, in our uh, pod episode notes. Um, so this bear attacked its trainer at the circus twice. Then the circus was like it didn't happen. Even though people that was at the circus taped the bear attacking the trainer, not once, but twice, man. These animals is pissed the hell off. Yeah, you can't blame that bear, right? Like that that's natural bear behavior. Yeah, if somebody was trying to train me to ride a little tiny bicycle, I think I would paw them too. I think I would <laughs> maul them. So like that, you can't blame the bear for that. And um, and they probably are denying it because that's that's animal cruelty. And they probably just don't want uh, people to see the incident of like, you know, the bear reacting to it and going off because they're going to get more heat on it. But like um, they need to they need to stop that. You know, I think we did talk about in a couple episodes about how even zoos is kind of like, you know, that's it's kind of bad when you think about it. You know, just kind of keeping um, animals in cages so people can stare at them or for our entertainment. Mm, mm, mm. Ridiculous. Man, I'll send you the video. This bear was on this trainer's leg like it was 25 cent wing day at Buffalo Wild Wings. Was not letting go for nothing. Like she tried to shake him and the bear is just like right there. Rah, 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 rah. You, you know what that was, Nook? That, uh, that bear heard about um, wing stop and them, um, <laughs> them, them <laughs> buffalo thighs. <laughs> like, let me, give me one of them buffalo thighs. <laughs> man, he was gone for his like it was like a salmon or something, man. He was not giving up on that, man. So yeah, these animals gonna continue to attack, man. They they going for theirs. So um, everybody in the wild and everybody that think these animals is domesticated, no, it's a wild animal. And at any time they could decide to go off, man. So people need to keep their eyes open. Um, and shout out to um, to T. Petty. She can't be here tonight, but um, yes, yeah, leave them animals alone. That's she was, right. She was, she was like, she don't mess with no animals and no animals mess with her. I think that's a rule to live by. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, I don't know if they had any athletes in the Olympics, but Dubai, you know, all the great architecture and sand and, you know, desert that they have over there. Well, they've been having temperatures regularly in the 120s this summer, and um, they have resorted to something uh, unique to try and make it rain. Uh, not like, uh, you know, if you go to the gentleman's club, make it rain, but literally like droplets of water from the sky. <laughs> So what they do is they send these drones up with these, I believe, negatively charged particles, right, into the clouds, which make the clouds clump up and then rain. They are trying to do anything they can to make it rain in the desert with these 120 degree temperatures. Bro, does this go against the, the laws of nature? All right. First, I'm going to start out with Dubai. It's, it is a beautiful, beautiful city right and it's it is an amazing marvel and just engineering feat where you built a city in the middle of a desert right but there's so many things wrong with this right it's a city in the middle of a desert so it's 120 degrees think about that 120 degrees and imagine you got all these buildings and everything else around there and the heat island effect and that and all that in the desert, right? So I think that's that's the first thing wrong. It's just a city that's plopped into the middle of the desert. 
And then, you know, you're trying to figure out how to make it rain, right? It's like water and the desert. They just naturally don't go together, right? It's a desert because there's no water there. So you're yep. trying to create water and Lord knows what kind of, um, you know, what kind of repercussions are going to come for trying to um, change this ecosystem, right? You got drones flying up in the air with negative, you know, whatever, you know, trying to get clouds to come together, to stick together. Who knows where that's going to lead and the effect it's going to have. So this, this could be bad, mm. very bad. Now, um, let's see, here in the United States, it's a place called Furnace Creek near Death Valley, California. This is actually somewhere where I'd like to visit just to see what this temperature feels like. They hit 134 degrees midday temperature earlier in July. So that's one of the hottest temperatures ever recorded, probably, right? Yeah, one of the hottest temperatures ever recorded. So the deal is um, that I've been to Arizona and I've been, it's been about 115, maybe 118. Phoenix also one set a high temperature, I believe it was 118 or 119. And then they had these torrential rains, a torrential rainstorm came. They had more rain. And I think a three-day period in Phoenix um, this year, this summer, than they did for all of 2020. So, you know, climate change uh, is real. That's one. But man, how hot do you think it? How hot do you think 134 degrees is, bro? Man, I don't ever want to find out how hot that is. But it's it's got to be like one. I know you can you can fry egg on a sidewalk. Um, you you probably could not. Absolutely, you could not go inside your car after it's been sitting out in the hot sun, right? Because yeah. it, it would just be unbearable. Yeah. And I think, your, I think your tires might start to melt. If your tires don't melt, definitely the blacktop pavement might even start to melt or buckle a little bit. So yeah. it's, that, that's some scary temperatures. Yeah, 134, man. I would like to go. So at night during the time that it's the hottest in July in Death Valley, the nighttime temperature does not dip. It's generally between like 95 and 99 degrees. So it's right at 100, even at, at night. night. At, at night. night. At night, yeah. They're also saying in um, Qatar. So that's where the next World Cup is going to be in 2022. They're building stadiums right now. It's a lot of um, sad news that comes out. So they get other um, workers in from other countries and literally these workers die building these stadiums for the World Cup for 2022. But they're going to have to play the majority of these games for the World Cup at night because in Qatar, it's regularly 122, 125 degrees during the day. So life flips upside down. People sleep during the day when it's hottest and only come out, um, you know, when it's cooler at night, especially if it's uh, a breeze or, or some wind. So, yeah, like hey, I, I tell you what, what now? Why they building like all these like cities in you know in the deserts and all this technology stuff? They better be building some stadiums with air conditioning in it. They need mm. to have closed stadiums <laughs> that air condition it where you can play the World Cup. Because if it, think about this, if you're a player and you say like, okay, it's hundred and and twenty degrees during day, so we're gonna play at night where it's cooler. And, and you ask them, well, what, what's the temperature going to be? It's going to be 99 degrees. You can still have a heat stroke. At night, at night. <laughs> yeah, at night. And because you, you think it's like, oh, it's, it's good, it's dark out here. 
you running around heat stroke in the middle of the night. It's going to be a different kind of conditioning. Now, the stadiums that I saw, most of them are open air or they have a hole in the roof. But what they have built in is misters. So it takes the water and it mists these out through these uh, fine sort of tubes and it sprays a fine mist on the crowds uh, to keep them cool. But they're no, going to. Let me, let me tell you. Let me tell you. When it get hot like that, it ain't no mist that's going to help. It's just spraying hot steam, steam, hot water on you. It's like, who is putting this hot water that is raining down on us? It ain't cooling nothing off. <laughs> so I don't know if they're going to like pre-chill it, you know, like, um, you know, what's going on when they pre-chill the syrup uh, for your soft drinks at McDonald's or whatever. But yeah, they got the misters built into the stadium. We're going to see how this goes, man. But yeah, it's, uh, but that's still, it's something like, even else. If you, pre, if you pre-chill it, and outside is 130 degrees. By the time that mist walked over to you, it heated up. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right. Speaking of uh, McDonald's pre-chilled syrup, we told y'all that um, you know previous episodes about uh, McDonald's Sprite. Y'all know it catches the back of the throat differently. It's damn near poison, but um, it's like a legalized sippable poison. So I, I got a, I got a confession. Uh, I told uh, Dries about this earlier this week. I called him and I was in a little bit of a panic and I had to share it with my brother. Um, it, it was like Usher's confession. Yeah, it was a confession. <laughs> so I have this summer developed a Coke habit. Let me explain. Ooh, Coca -Cola. What now? I what? have I have developed a Coke habit. Not Coca-Cola in the two-liter bottle, the one-liter bottle, the 20-ounce, not in the glass, not in the can, not Diet Coke, not Cherry Coke, Coke from McDonald's, Coke with no ice, just a small one. I just broke my habit yesterday. That was the first day since I think probably the start of July that I went without at least one McDonald's Coke every day. I have so, so no, what, what is it about the McDonald's Coke that got you so like hooked on it? Man, so the Coke that's in the bottles, it don't taste good. It's too sweet. So then the Coke that's in the can to me tastes like aluminum. The glass is okay, but it's very hard to find. And if the sunlight hits the glass Coke, it might mess it up a little bit. I don't like Man, Mexican. you have a refined palate. <laughs> I have a refined palate. I don't like Mexican Coke either. It it kind of is close, but it's not quite there. And then even from like, um, if you go to you know the um, uh, restaurants that have the uh, dispenser with you can pick eighty seven thousand flavors. Yeah, that that Coke, it is chilled over ice. It tastes good, but it's not. It's not quite like a McDonald's Coke. So McDonald's Coke, no ice to mess up your drink with the purified water and the chilled syrup. That is what my Coke habit is this summer. So I try not to have a cup of coffee and a Coke in the same day. But yes, I have a Coke habit. Small Coke, the kitty size Coke, McDonald's, and um, no ice. So I, I, I have I a Coke see that. That's So, so it's, it's the machine and the way it mixes it together and how it makes it really pure. So like it gives you that, that taste, that hit that you really like. Okay. Yeah. I get that. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it just started. I don't know what it was, but man, it was like the first one I had, I was just like, pow, pow, zoom. I was like, oh, okay. 
Yeah, man. It's like well, um, you know, it's that's, a drink it's, of the summer. The dangerous part about that though is like you know, all McDonald's drinks is one dollar. It's yeah. just a dollar. So yeah. it is kind of kind of bad that like um, it is easily accessible, and McDonald's is everywhere. So like yeah. that, you can get McDonald's easier than you can like you know drugs. Really, so it's it is kind of bad. It's 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 affordable, and it's everywhere. So yeah, you gotta watch that habit. Yeah, yeah. I was talking to you. Um, they had this, but then they stopped making it. So it was like um, like you can make coffee one cup at a time. It's not uh, Mister Coffee. It's a different brand. But you could have you could make soft drinks one soda at a time. You put the disc in, and then. You put the water in. If you have purified water, even better. It chills it, puts it in, and makes you one soda, which is great for me, except they discontinued and stopped making the little pods that go with it to make the soda. Because I was like, okay, why should I have to go out of the house to get a Coke? But I was like, I can make it right from here. So I don't keep Coke in the house. I don't buy it. The only place I buy it is at McDonald's. Boom. And then we're through. But yeah, man, your boy's got so, a so, so, so they got that, like, the little things, the pods they do for coffee, they mm -hmm. do that for, like, Coke, actual they, Coke. Yeah, now. they did, but oh, they, they discontinued it. I meant to tell you that. They, um, they, they don't do that anymore. So I'm just like, I'm back at square one. Now, what's going to happen is winter's going to come, and I'm not going to be trekking my ass out of the house when it's snowing to get a fucking <laughs> Coke. But uh, right now, while the weather is good and the whole night, I was like, uh, yeah, so. Hey, I wonder if they um make those like pods for like hard liquors. <laughs> they Can actually I get, like, a bourbon, a bourbon like pod or like you like how do how do you do that? That's what I want. That's I what was, I want a pod for hard liquor. I was at the one hundred percent total or shit. I didn't set it out. I was at the one hundred percent wine and liquor store and actually saw it. It cost about four hundred dollars. You put the disc Wait, in. You can make your own liquor. Okay. It, it makes a cocktail for you. Okay. So I think it has a disc uh, for some flavoring, but you also preload like little minis of liquor and the machine knows exactly what amount of liquor to put in and it will stir and whiz you a drink. It'll make you a drink. All you got to do is press the button and put some ice in the glass and now, now that's, that's pretty that's pretty slick but that that's actually taking liquor and pouring it in there and it's dispensing it out and it's kind of cool you mixing this a mixed drink i want the i want the kind of pod that just it make me liquor from from water <laughs> it's like you, a mini steel i want a mini steel i want you to put some like corn mash in, mm -mm. <laughs> in, in one side of it and then i, I have push a button and it come out it's like it's it's liquor you, you want the want. Jesus Wine Master 2000? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Go ahead and touch this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. Hey, listen, so uh, I talked a little bit about summer vacation. You know, a lot of people still go swimming in the ocean in the whole nine yards. Man, I didn't even know there was such a damn thing. So these people call shark advocates. They like our shark enthusiasts and marine biologist enthusiasts. They want to change and rebrand shark attacks and call them shark interactions. Bro, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, this is kind of wild. Like, uh, you know, I, I saw this and I was like, well, if you're going to change the name from attack to interactions, I, I would rather go with like the word like entanglement. <laughs> like I got yeah. into a shark entanglement. But I, I kind of feel um, 
you know, the biologist on this one, right? Because I forgot what comedian told that joke. It's like, it's no such thing as a shark attack. You coming in their house and you interrupting them and you like, and, and, and then when they, you know, react to it, you say they attack me, but you the one like in their space. So I kind of understand the marine biologist on this. It is like, it's human beings and sharks um, are crossing paths and that's the interaction. It's not like the shark is like, um, you know, going over to somebody's house and knocking, knocking on the door or hiding in the bushes and waiting on them and jump, jumping out and attacking them. It is like, you here, I'm looking for something to eat. You in the way, I'm going to bite you. And, that, you know, so I understand that interaction kind of piece. So, bro, when I read this, I was like, this is the dumbest shit I've ever read in my life. OK, so here's the, here's, <laughs> for example, right. If you got poison underneath your sink and you take some poison and something real bad happened to you, that's an interaction. That's a that's a poison interaction, but it's an interaction. OK, all right. All right. I'm following. You. OK, so now. um it, it, you can have a deadly interaction with a shark. I mean, it's, it's not an attack. You know what? It's not an attack. You're right. But I'm not going to, you know what? It is an entanglement because your damn tendons and shit going to get entangled <laughs> up in that shark's teeth because you went in there doing the wrong damn thing. Now, look, swim if you want to swim, but listen, talk to your lifeguard. Talk, you know, that's the other thing. People go on vacation and they don't listen to the locals, bro. Like, oh, no, no, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm talking about. Blah, blah, blah. And then you get bit up because you don't know where the riptides is or shark is coming something. Man, when they, hey, they, they put those signs up there, man, you got to pay attention to them signs. Jellyfish too, the whole nine yards, bro. And, 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 you know, they'll, they'll say this too for places where it's like, we never had shark attacks here before. It's never happened before. That's that's in every place. And that will never happen until it happened the first time. Mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> and then so yeah, so it is like um, you know, if you if you out in the ocean and there's sharks in the ocean, there's a likelihood of a shark attack. That's right. Yeah. It ain't even no attack, it's just shark behavior. Yeah, shark behavior, you're right. I shouldn't even say attack, you're right. That's like if you go to Chuck E. Cheese and kids is running around and playing games and jumping on the ball pit and all that. That's child behavior. That's what you expect. Yeah, and if if Chuck E. Cheese come out and like slap one of the kids, you can't blame Chuck E. Cheese. Now that's an that's an attack. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Okay. Um, Fake prisoner, real prisoner. Okay, this lady pleaded guilty. She received $300,000 in illegal unemployment benefits using prisoners' information to get the money. So the police put two and two together, arrested her. It was like this scheme, this scam that she was going to share it with the people. Now she in jail. She a real prisoner. I don't think she's going to be getting no more unemployment benefits for nobody unless she use her own damn name, bro. Three hundred and thirty-four thousand dollars. Wow, bro. Wow. 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 So she was scamming prisoners while they was in prison, taking benefits in their name. Yes. Like, Unemployment is, that benefits. Is, that is so deep. When somebody says, "Like I'm gonna scam prisoners," and, and just imagine if you wind up in the same cell as somebody's name you've been using <laughs> to scam like benefits from them that's that man that's some other that's some other level stuff right there 
That's amazing. Now that's messed up. Now say you get out of jail, you did your time or whatever, or you know, um, you know, your court, your your case got overturned. Then you go on out, you looking for a job, but you eligible for unemployment benefits. Then they saying your benefits is up because you didn't already use them. You're like, how did I use them? I was in jail. Bam, yep. somebody like this using your name and just the law unintended consequences, man. So yes, she was using prisoner information to get these benefits. Now she got her own prisoner information because she pled guilty to stealing this money, man. Wow, wow. That's, that's, that, people, I, I can't wrap my head around that one. That is, mm. People, people are on some stuff, man. This is, this is crazy. Um, this lady in Florida, 59 years old, she got killed in a skydiving accident. So she um, took off, jumped out, and her parachute failed to open, man, and she died. So, so sad, bro. Uh, the last picture she took, she was on vacation and the whole nine yards. Man, I, I rest in peace to her first and foremost, but this is why they make you sign them damn insurance waivers, so I've heard when you go skydiving and do shit like that, man, like this is why. I thought you went skydiving, they don't let you jump out by yourself. I thought you'd be strapped to somebody who actually know what they doing and you just float down with them. Man, I don't know if she was, um, you know, uh, experienced and was diving by herself or in tandem, but her damn parachute failed to open and she died, man. I mean, bro. So, you know, what happens is uh, people like they drink a little bit on vacation, you know, and they look at them brochures that they might have on the cruise ship and stuff, all excursions. And, you know, oh, shit, man, I'm about to skydive, man. Blah, 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 blah. Man, I'm not doing no that. First of all, it's in an area that you're not familiar with. It might be a foreign country. And at least you're away from home. You don't know that area. You don't know that terrain. Now, if you didn't skydive a couple of times, or you had some indoor, you know, like training, then good for you. That's cool. Or you've had at least, I don't know, double digit skydives at least. You should be good to go. For example, they show these people that's regularly 80, 85, 90 years old that are experienced skydivers that do this shit, probably had their own parachute or parachutes, plural, and they come out okay. But whether you're a first time or you got less than 10, skydives under your uh un, under your pocket you know on your resume uh under your belt that that's not good bro to um to be skydiving and then your parachute it ain't really i don't know do they test these parachutes you know it might be like but, some bad floaties that got even, like a, a hole in them they, or something even if they test the parachutes or do whatever like i don't know if there's any governing body that like certifies these skydiving schools like I don't, I don't know if there's a regulation with that because I've, I've heard of schools where multiple people have died over a you know couple of years, right? And I was like, they still in business, mm. like they still mm. doing this. So that tell me right there, it ain't no regulating body that is like checking people. It's like you can't do this. It's almost like saying like um, say say you want to go camping, and some and there's a business like, hey, can you um take me out in the woods and go camping? I don't know if there's a regulating body that regulates camping, right? Mm -hmm. So I think mm -hmm. it's the same thing with skydiving. It's just like, if somebody got experience and they got a plane, they can probably like jump out and kind of like, you know, parachute down. But as the consumer, you might not, you don't really know what their track record is or what their experience is with parachuting. Just cause they got a, 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 
parachute on their back and a plane. They don't mean they're good <laughs> at it. You know, so so that, I think that's the I think that's one of the problems right there. You mm-hmm. can't tell who's good at it or not. Let me tell you something. We all gotta go, but you could just pretty much cross Nookie Bishop Jr. died in a skydiving accident off your damn list of headlines for <laughs> like whatever my day come. Never, <laughs> never, ever, ever, ever. That's that's like uh T Petty. Uh, T. Petty would never get mauled by an animal. <laughs> it would never like you would never hear an animal taking T. Petty out. <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, bro, there has been this rash of people getting killed taking selfies this summer. Okay, so this one lady, she's a social media influencer. She was at a waterfall, and apparently she slipped and fell while taking the selfie. And she died. Then it was people, they were on an elevated tower, I believe in India. At the same time, lightning struck. And I think 18 people died while taking these selfies or group selfie. And then um, these uh, siblings in England, they were taking a selfie, trying to get a cool lightning selfie. And they all got struck by lightning. So. Man, people dying and getting struck by lightning, bro. Okay, so I don't know if you know this or not, listeners, but uh, black grandmothers, when it starts lightning, here's the protocol. Turn the damn TV (laughs) off, turn the lights off, and get the hell away from the window. Sit Sit your ass down. Sit down. Yes. God, uh, black people do not play with God's lightning. So, bro, these people that's catching lightning and dying, taking these selfies. Yeah, this is this is unfortunate, but it's been happening ever since the selfie came into the culture. Mm-hmm. It's, um, you know, people just, um, you know, uh, people's attention span is already short. But then when you add in selfies and possible dangerous situations, like doing those two things at the same time is just enough of a distraction to turn into a tragedy. And that's what this is. It's like, you know, folks being preoccupied with something else while in um, possible danger is near and then not being able to react to that danger because they're distracted by taking pictures of themselves. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's unfortunate, but I, I, I know it's like probably several deaths, probably more than that, that take place every year because of selfies. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you a story. This is from a few years back uh, from this area. So a man was walking his dog while it was raining and it was thundering and lightning. The, they came up in front of his house. It had a metal gate. He had a raincoat on and an umbrella while walking the dog with a metal leash. There was also a raised section of sidewalk where the tree roots had come up through the sidewalk. All right, no, this is this is sounding like um, one of that movie's Final Destination, <laughs> like death is stalking people. That's that could probably die in like ten ways. I'm I'm so I'm so anxious to hear that where this story is gonna go, how you laid it out. But I see ten possible deaths <laughs> right here. He walks in front of the house with the iron gate that has the section of sidewalk with the roots coming out from the tree. Lightning strikes the gate. The lightning also jumps from the gate to his umbrella. 
shocks the shit out of him. Plus, he was standing on the section of sidewalk with the tree roots. The water also that's in the tree roots in the sidewalk also conducted electricity. The electricity did not get to the dog. The dog was safe, but the man spent a few days in the hospital recovering from the shock of his damn life. They interviewed him. They said, will you ever go out again walking the dog or just walking yourself during a damn lightning storm? And he was like, absolutely, positively, no. Hey, no, I'm going to tell you right now. That man did something. <laughs> and that's between him and God. But he know what he did. <laughs> and God said, I got something for you. Because just the odds of that happening, right? Of just like how you say that <laughs> the lightning hit the gate, go through the umbrella, and it conduct right with the tree roots. Yeah, he, he need to be shot for something. <laughs> he, he might as well chalk that up to the game. He's like, oh, you, you got me on that one. That is absolutely positively ridiculous, man. It's like, damn, it's like, that's like some Ben Franklin shit right there. Remember Ben Franklin allegedly <laughs> had the key and the kite? With, with the kite. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if I ever told you and T. Petty this, but I, I hate Ben Franklin stories. I don't, be, I, don't I do. I don't, if people tell me Ben Franklin invented something, I was like, you was a lie. <laughs> I, I, think, I think Ben Franklin stole everything. I was like, Ben Franklin ain't invent all that stuff. He just stole that from other people, and we just ain't found out who he stole it from yet. So we just he just he just is claiming stuff. American mythology. <laughs> yes, that's American mythology. It's like Ben Franklin ain't do all that. Mm -mm. Okay, bro, I got another confession. So, well, I heard a story, and let's just say one of the three hosts on this podcast may or may not be banned from Uber Eats. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> okay. So the person that's having the difficulty with Uber Eats, they order from this particular place. We won't say what it is, but Pope Yes, if you know what I'm talking about <laughs> yes. in code, okay? Pope so Yes. The, yes. <laughs> so the particular Pope Yes that's closest to this person's house always on the regular encounters a missing item, an incorrect item, or a wrong order without fail. I mean, like six for six for the last time, last six times this person has ordered a um, order from this place. It's closest to the house, convenient, boom. Okay, so when you go to Uber Eats and your order is wrong, or um, you, know, you have a missing item or a wrong item, you can go in with the customer service and they'll say, do you want a partial refund for this item or do you want credits or whatever? And you should request that. Them prices is higher than when you go into the Pope, yes. And yeah, them, you're them paying delivery, premium for, yeah, the delivery. Yeah, them delivery fees and you tip, right? So, yep. Um, yep. One of, one which of you the, normally don't tip when you go into that the is restaurant cool. to get it. So, right. So, yeah, it's, it's, it comes at a premium. So one of the people on this podcast got an email from Uber Eats saying that we have uh, we have um, discovered an inadimate, uh, an inordinate excessive amount of refund requests from your, from your account. <laughs> and if we continue to receive said excessive refund request, you will be blocked temporarily from Uber Eats. 
So wow. the person, so, so they blaming the customer. Exactly. <laughs> so or the, the restaurant person, getting the orders wrong. Exactly. Wow. So the person experiencing problems with Uber Eats wrote them back was like, this is the worst Pope yes ever. And <laughs> they routinely put items that's not on the order. The order is wrong. An um, item is missing or, you know, whatever. And then Pope Yes never wrote back. So I'm just saying that one of the people on this podcast may or may not be able to receive Uber Eats orders at said present time. <laughs> is that a suspension? What the fuck is that? Uh, I don't know what that is. I didn't think you can get suspended for Uber Eats. <laughs> I'm saying if you order a meal and it don't got no biscuits with it, why is you sending biscuits? Yeah, that, that is true. Like, if you send in, like, extra stuff or you leaving stuff off over and over again, it seemed like they would say, like, look, restaurant, get this together or you are coming off the Uber Eats platform. But the way you said it, it sounds like they're saying to the customer, stop tattling on them and asking for these refunds or we're going to kick you off. <laughs> oh, boy. The person that this that is experiencing this is very you know pissed. what like um I you know we come up with a lot of business ideas here maybe that's that that needs to be one the digital gumbo food delivery service I mean we can't <laughs> do our own no, man we can't do no worse than um what um you know the Pope yes closest to the person experiencing the problems is at their house bro this is just just unacceptable, man. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Um, bro, I know this is summertime and a lot of repeats is on, but a lot of uh, new shows and movies is coming out. Man, what you been watching this summer? You know, I, I just actually um, watched a really good movie. It was like, I'm watching a lot of Kevin Hart movies. And it, maybe because he makes a lot of movies. And, but um, I'm starting to dig his movies. <laughs> he's like, it's like he's getting better with age. Like, you know, he's kind of got this... <laughs> You know, his foot and under, like he knows what works. But um, he did this movie with um, Brian Cranston, which is the, the dude who um, played in, um, what's the joint? I can't Break, even, Breaking Break Bad, Breaking Break yeah. Bad. So it was him and Kevin Hart. They started this movie called The Upside. It was pretty good. I, I like the movie. I would okay. say like, check it out. Um, you know, it was pretty funny, but like, you know, heart touching and whatnot. But um, so I, I've been watching a lot of Kevin Hart movies. Um, what else I've been um, watching? It's, um. I, I, you know, I'm I'm kind of in a show hole right now, so I'm looking for like good recommendations. Okay, okay. Now I got a recommendation for you. So my wife was watching this show, and I was like, "This is the dumbest show ever." But then I turned on Netflix one day, and it was a rainstorm here. I was like, "I didn't want to watch sports. A number of baseball games that got rained out." So I was like, "Let me check this out." It's this show, and I'm late to the game, right? For example, um. I just watched um, uh, the show based in Baltimore, um, The Wire. I just watched. Oh, you just getting around to watching The Wire? I just finished okay. watching The Wire maybe three or four years ago, right? I, I, I just crammed it and I just watched it uh, all in one weekend and it was awesome, right? But now I'm starting to watch this show called Manifest, okay? So let me give you the premise. I'm not going to say anything beyond that. Yeah. Manifest. It's people coming back on this plane. They took a later flight and got this credit for their plane coming from Jamaica, uh, the country, not Jamaica, Queens, Jamaica, the country. 
The song Funkin' for Jamaica, by the way, is about Jamaica, Queens, not Jamaica in the Caribbean. That's a story for another day. Anyway, they're coming back from Jamaica to New York. They encounter a lightning storm of all lightning storms and turbulence. They land. It's five and a half years later than the day that they took off from Jamaica. And then they try yeah. and they try and piece all their lives back together. So I just finished watching season one. Nice man, plot. Nice plot. Yeah, it's a trip, man. It's like boom. It's like they trying to piece their lives back together and family is all woven together. And you know, it's it's and crazy. People probably think they dead. So like they were like, wait, like five years. I, I've been here, like I just got down from a flight. Exactly. Exactly. Dead. Man, I just was like thinking, I was like, man, I wish I could have took me a flight in 2019 and came back in 2024. I could have skipped all this damn coronavirus <laughs> bullshit. That's yeah, why you, and why you playing? It is like, yeah, you you probably wouldn't need to come back in 2024 because I think it's about to be hot in these streets again. It is, man, it is. Um, These two boys was uh, acting up on a plane, these teenagers trying to call themselves having a mask rebellion on an airplane, uh, it didn't work out so well for them. They got kicked off the plane, the flight was canceled, and they wound up sleeping on the floor in the airport uh, for the night in Boston till them and the other passengers could get a flight the next day. Bruh, these people are not, I don't, they just don't think these mask rules apply to them on these flights. But how are you gonna mess up it for everybody because you don't wanna wear a mask? Right, you messed up that flight for everybody because you don't want to wear a mask. Then don't, don't get on the plane, don't fly. Drive, catch, take a bus, do something, take a train, do something else. But don't mess it up for everybody else because you don't want to wear a mask. That's ass whooping time. I'm like, come here, man, let me tell you. We would have snuck their asses in the bathroom, man. They wouldn't have been on the morning flight or any other flight, but well, they would have been on a delayed <laughs> flight when they found their ass, but yeah, man. Like a uh, uh, airport when it closes and it ain't no damn restaurants and bars and, you know, little snack stands and nothing it's is open. Bad, bad it's yeah. man, that's some depressing shit, bro. You, yeah. you can't do shit. That is, that is man. You can't do nothing. Absolutely nothing. That, that is a sad sight, man. I came from vacation one time um, from California and was coming back to the East coast. And we was in a um, we was in an airport, and we was coming back, and we was like the first people in the airport, like the because we took a first flight out of like five in the morning, bro. We got there like three early five in the morning. The flight leaving at five in the morning. At five in the morning, we got there before the people that take the bags and the people behind the counter wasn't nobody. Man, you could have danced wow. Swan Lake and had a roller <laughs> derby and everything up and down the hallways in the main uh, floor of the airport, man, and you know. People come in with their coffee and stuff. We got checked in, but yeah, man, we've been in the airport when it's empty, man. That'd be a hell of a music. Maybe, maybe we could uh, go to the airport and tape our podcast, man. Nobody will be in there. Man, you can you can do nothing though, because the, the the security and the TSA agents be on you so much. I remember I walked away from one of my bags one time because I just wanted oh. to stretch my legs. I said I'm just gonna stretch my legs, but I don't want to like carry my bag. I want to come back to my seat. Yes. Yeah. Sure enough, two two agents rolled up. Somebody somebody ratted me out. Damn <laughs> man. Away from his bags. <laughs> That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. But man, I'm just saying we could we could like do it 
maybe like early in the morning just to make it sound like it's like a club, like a lot of people and a lot of commotion. You get like the airport announcements going on, you know. Oh, we gotta think about that, huh? But I, I'm telling you, people like if they see something, they're gonna say something. If they don't, it don't look right. Especially if you're gonna have some black people doing it. <laughs> you're gonna get people calling in. It's some people over here doing some stuff that, a, that look suspicious. <laughs> there's uh, some people over there masked up and they're looking into their computers and talking. I'm not sure what they're doing over there. You might want to check that out. That is their favorite phrase, bro. You might want to check that out. I'm not sure. Yeah, you, you might want to check that out. Unbelievable, unbelievable. <laughs> Okay, bro, uh, we're going to wrap it up here. We're going to do it a little bit different. We're going to do one shout-out, one prediction, or one final thought for the After Party, Digital Gumbo After Party, 12.999. Again, we will not have After Party 13. The next After Party will be After Party 14. So a final yes. thought, a uh, prediction, or a shout-out. All right. I'm going to go with, um, with um, just a shout-out. Um, I'm actually gonna gonna shout out, believe it or not, um, the the workers from the Frito Lay plant. I think they they um, they um, um, did a, 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 a strike for like I think it was 19 days. That's right. Yeah, we talked days. about that. Yeah. Yeah. So so that was amazing, and and they were able to kind of get some of their demands met. But I will tell you, it was like when I heard their like demands. And how they wrote it up in a paper. I was like, dang, that's jacked up. So they 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 wind up getting um one day off a week. And I was like, they, they was fighting for all that, and they just just to get one day off because they was working seven days a week, nonstop these crazy shifts. And what they was fighting for was like, can we just get one day off without you you firing us? So I'm I'm glad they won, but it just it just seems like just crazy that they had to fight for that so much. So a shout out for them. Um, I'm I am predicting that they're going to be more um, actually strikes um, like this with companies because it's um, it's I think folks um, because of the pandemic has realized the power that they have as essential workers, right? Yeah. That they keep the economy running, keep the economy flowing. And I'm hoping that it'll be a switch back to like um, labor and labor yeah. getting some negotiating power there. So that's that's my prediction. So a shout out prediction. And then what was the other one? Was oh, the third? You, man, you didn't cover it at all, man. You okay. Didn't all shout right. out and a and a um and a prediction. So I'm gonna give you a little bit of inside information. Okay, you want to know why the strike is over at the Frito Lay plant in Topeka? Yeah, yeah. What 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 up? What happened? These sons of bitches. I went down the grocery aisle the other day, right? Yeah. They yeah. they got they got Ruffles chips with Funyun salt on them. <laughs> I don't know who they the best. Best of the bags. I don't know. No, it's like on purpose. Like this is their on new purpose? shit. Oh yeah. my god! I, I thought the workers had said like, we got some for them. We're gonna no. make some planes up with the <laughs> with the ruffles that get them. <laughs> Man, they didn't came came out with ruffles with funyun salt on them, bro. I'm like, what in the hell? Wow. Man, the demand is gonna be at an all time you, high. You, you know, I, you know how that happened was. Who done put this this funyun salt in with the ruffles? They need to be fired. <laughs> Mm -mm. And then they taste like, mm, 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 that's pretty good. <laughs> Give them a promotion. <laughs> we got a new product. 
They man, look, see, I keep, I man, I'm not gonna say nothing. So we already talked about um, the little dum dum lollipops. The mystery flavor is when you come to the end of one batch and you mix it with the new flavor and you get two flavors at one time. It's just a mystery flavor. Just keep it rolling. Yeah. It's like uh, making lemonade with lemons. Actually, I learned in a class uh, two weeks ago. Our instructor said, "What do you do with life?" when life gives you limits. And of course, the typical answer was make lemonade. He was like, no. He said, you cut the lemons open, plant the seeds, and then you got you a lemon orchard and then you sell it. I was like, oh, okay, okay. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, you know, like, uh, I, now nah, I ain't gonna say that. Never mind. go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. So, so yeah, man, they got this, they, they gonna they watch. This is not the end of this. That's my that's my prediction is that this will not be the end of this. With like it's gonna be like flaming hot uh, popcorn and all this other stuff, man. You ain't gonna be able to find a regular bag or nothing. They go they oh you want that day off and they gonna put the pedal to the metal and just all kind of mix ups is gonna happen and they gonna make some stuff that's gonna be like crazy anyway. And like you said, they are gonna find something tasty. Like yeah, we need more of that. Crank out the production on this. So, but you know, the, the, the worst case of this that I've seen was cheeses. You know, cheeses, right? Yeah. They sell extra toasted, <laughs> extra toasty cheeses. Is that like burnt? The burnt cheeses. The cheeses that get burnt. Instead of throwing them away, wow. and saying, we're going to throw away these burnt cheeses because they, they got burnt. <laughs> That like we gotta package them because some people like them extra toasty, mm. and we, that's a new line for us. It's extra toasty cheeses. Mm, mm, mm. That's crazy. And I was like that's that. Crazy. Yeah, that was the most. Yeah, that's the worst example of that I've seen. Mm, extra mm. toasted cheeses. Extra toasted cheeses. That's crazy. Well, listen, man. Before we go, we want to get flowers, man. A lot of you guys might not know who this person is, but me and Drees know who he is. Uh, Dusty Hill a bassist for the Southern Fried Rock group, ZZ Top. He passed away at the age of 72, so we want to say uh, rest in peace uh, to Dusty Hill. Man, you know, growing up in the 80s, and you know um, uh, ZZ Hill Top's on legs and um, Sleeping Bag and, you know, um, all their uh, famous songs, man. So um, their their look, their look is just iconic. Like yeah. everybody just knows ZZ Top and they look. So even that's that just their music. So like, yeah, definitely a lot of influence there. So so yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely rest in peace, flowers. Yes. Absolutely. Now look, people out here might be saying, man, why are you talking about ZZ Top? I don't know no ZZ Top song. EPMD, Rap Pioneers, Eric and Parrish Making Dollars, Eric Sermon, Parrish Smith. Their song, You a Customer, Sample ZZ Top song Cheap Sunglasses. So you know that part of uh you a customer that comes in and the beginning goes doom 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 doom. That is ZZ Top's hit cheap sunglasses. Go to YouTube, put in ZZ Top cheap sunglasses, and that's EPMD. So EPMD ahead of their time, ZZ Top's legacy woven into a hip hop. So I uh, want to let you guys know that. Also, Drees, there was a razor company that came out about 10 years ago. They offered $1 million each 
to the three members of ZZ Top if they would shave their beards. Those guys are Texas through and through. I believe born in either Houston or Dallas, Texas, and they refused and said that they would not do it. Not even for charity. They was not shaving their beards. Not even for a million dollars. That's Get their signature that. look. Absolutely. Yep, that's theirs. Don't give yeah. it away to somebody yeah. else. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, man, look, this has been the Boys Night Out Boys only edition of the Digital Gumbo After Party, number 12.999. You Petty. know, T. Petty called this a sausage party. <laughs> <laughs> the sausage party. That's right, man. <laughs> T. Petty will be back on the next episode. So uh, we want to thank y'all for continuing to ride with us this summer. We also want to give shout outs to our listeners in France. Five or six weeks straight, we've been in the top 250 out there and in Britain as well. We continue to uh, ride the improv, uh, Apple improv charts in Great Britain. So remember, uh, for Apple Podcasts, follow us. And then on all other uh, podcasts, download, subscribe, rate, and review. Download, subscribe, rate, and review. Trying to get our technicals together for a possible, I don't know, let's just say we might be live on Instagram very, very soon. So you need, you're not uh, following us on Instagram and have notifications together. You want to do that. And then tell us this. Don't wait because it's going to pop up. We don't know what day of the week it's going to be. We don't know what time it's going to be, but boom, uh, a live uh, Instagram live podcast of the Digital Gumbo Podcast might be a regular show, might be an after party, might be a single subject. We might, you know, do three, four hours. I don't know. The possibilities are endless. So we want you to go ahead and follow us on Instagram at the Digital Gumbo. Follow us on um, Twitter as well. And, um, you know, we're everywhere. So, again, uh, download the podcast. Um, You can continue to listen as well. Follow us on Apple Podcasts. Get on Instagram and follow us. We want to see those numbers go up. And uh, we have a number that we have in mind. When we get to that number, I think we'll be ready to go for a possible live Instagram live podcast. Well, how are you feeling about that? Man, I'm super excited, super stoked for it. It's going to be bananas off the chain. Y'all gonna wanna be there. That's what's up, that's what's up. All right, well, this is Nook and Drees, Digital Gumbo Podcast. Again, thanks y'all, thanks to y'all for riding with us. We are out, T. Petty returns next time. So until then, we will see y'all be safe, stay masked up, and uh, keep your head on the swivel and your third eye open. One love, we out, peace.